episode number 28. Welcome to the Getting Unstuck podcast, where you'll laugh, empathize, and learn how to turn your stuck spots into sources for energy and positive change. And now your host, the creator of the Stuck Method, Shira Taylor Gura. Welcome, my dear listeners, and thank you for joining me today. So I am on a high right now. No, not from drugs. I've actually never in my entire life touched an illegal drug or even a cigarette for that matter. Yes, I am a goody two-shoe. And now there is one more little piece of information that you now know about me. But in all reality, I'm on a high right now because the first Getting Unstuck retreat that took place this past weekend in Israel was amazing. It was just beyond what I could have imagined or expected. I really went into the experience knowing that everything wasn't going to be perfect and that whatever didn't go as planned could be used as a teaching opportunity to illustrate how we can get unstuck. So, for example, registration was on Thursday between 4 and 5 in the afternoon, and dinner was scheduled for 6 o'clock. And all of the participants arrived on time except for one who I knew was going to arrive late. And so they had a chance to speak and meet one another before we went to dinner. And then right before we were going to go into dinner, someone from the staff at the center where the retreat was being held approached me and said that the food from the caterer hadn't arrived yet. When did she tell me this? This was like a few minutes before six o'clock when dinner was supposed to start. And she said it would be another 10 minutes. But of course, it wasn't 10 minutes. It was more like 20 minutes. So the very first thing that I had on the schedule, dinner, went wrong. And it threw my schedule off for the night. Because while I really didn't want to get stuck on the schedule, I did want to keep with sending the participants back to their rooms at nine o'clock. And after dinner, we had our opening talk and our first getting unstuck session. But like I said, everything that I didn't expect to happen the way it was supposed to happen, like the story I just shared, it was just an opportunity for me to get unstuck and then for me to share that getting unstuck story with the participants. I shared with them over the course of the weekend many personal stories of how I got unstuck in my life in hopes that it would inspire them to do the same in theirs. But what I really emphasized was that life itself is our practice. Every single thing that comes up in life from minor inconveniences, that's one of the participants taught me that phrase, to really big issues, they are all material that we can work with. In fact, I even was really vulnerable and shared with them a personal stuck moment that happened just minutes before the retreat started. And I think that story really hit home for many of the participants. In fact, I'm going to share that story with you next week. It's about getting stuck on not being good enough, a story that really resonated with a lot of the women on this retreat. So before I share with you this week's story, 
I would like to share with you a few testimonials from the retreat. I'm just going to try to grab one or two sentences from a few of them, and I'll share them with you now. So one woman wrote, This retreat was total nourishment for mind, body, and spirit. I can tell you that literally every time someone says, No, how was it? My immediate reply is, I would do it again in a heartbeat. Another participant wrote to me saying, I'm still floating from the weekend with you. It was much more than I had expected. Another woman wrote, The retreat was exactly what I needed. The silence was very therapeutic for me. I know I will notice my thoughts and emotions from now on with a lot more care and compassion towards myself and make sure to take plenty of stops. I look forward to the next retreat. Another participant wrote, Shira is a living embodiment of the work she is teaching. Repeatedly, we saw her use her own method to unstuck real-time situations. She is warm, engaging, and enfolds you in her ability to be vulnerable so that you can respond with your own. Another woman wrote, Israel is not an easy country to live in, for both Israelis and foreigners alike. Shira exposed us to new techniques and tools in a very practical way to enable us to deal with everyday situations, particularly relevant when you have uprooted your established and successful life at home to come to a new country. The variety of content kept my interest, and she blended the course participants well. It has left an indelible and positive imprint on my life. And the last one that I'll share with you, she wrote... Shira's retreat gave me exactly what I was seeking, serenity, a chance to reconnect with my inner soul and confidence that I could feel joyous. Shira attracted a beautiful mix of special women to the retreat. Even with the silence, or perhaps through the silence, the characters of the blend of women enhanced the experience to achieve inner peace and confidence. I look forward to the next retreat and will do everything in my power to get to the next one. Wow. Okay, so wow, you can see why I am on such a high. And that was feedback from not even half of the participants. You can read the full testimonials on my website under Retreat With Me. And you'll also be able to see photos of the retreat from this past weekend and the center where it took place and the wildlife in Israel. All of that was taken by a professional photographer who also participated on the retreat. And you can find that on my Facebook page, The Stuck Method. Okay, so now time for a story. One of the things that I emphasized and facilitated on this retreat was the power and importance of holding another person's space. Now, what does that mean? Well, for many of us, when we get stuck, It's about getting stuck with another person. It's like a relationship issue. But when two people are at it in a stuck moment, neither of them are really holding the space for the other person because instead, they're too busy in their own stuck stories to be able to hear or consider that there's another side to the picture. So while the retreat mainly took place in silence, there were a couple of opportunities where we broke into pairs And I guided the participants to 
practice mindful speaking, while the other partner would commit to mindful listening. And the person who was mindful listening actually wouldn't even respond at all. That was the rule. So it's a practice like anything else. And I just wanted to give the participants a taste of doing that. So in this podcast, I have shared with you the power of journaling to get unstuck, which was in episode number 21, which I still do very much emphasize with my clients because I do believe it's one of the most powerful tools we have to get our stories out of our heads so that we can break them down examine them, and do the constructive things we need to do in order to move on to a new place. But another very powerful way to get unstuck is to talk it out with someone else. But this person can't just be any person. Why? Because most people are not trained to hold someone else's space. And when you are looking to get unstuck, you are looking for the appropriate support. When you work with someone, like me, for instance, or when you do the partner work, like we did on the retreat, you have an opportunity to speak from your heart and know that the other person is holding your space and you're not feeling judged. And so you feel like you can really speak your truth. And you know you can get emotional if you want to or you need to. But you also know that that person isn't going to necessarily get emotional with you. But rather guide you to consider other perspectives that may be clouded by you in that moment. So that's the work that I do. And when I speak with people... When I'm in a stuck spot, I'm looking for people who know how to hold me in that space, right? Like, I am not looking for your advice, unless I ask for it. I am looking to be heard. And then when I'm done speaking, if I wasn't able to get myself unstuck on my own, I typically ask for consideration so that I can get myself unstuck. So, okay, here's the story. About a month ago, before I led this retreat, I managed a silent retreat that was taking place in my community. So that retreat is not connected to the Getting Unstuck work, but it's led by a friend and a neighbor of mine who also runs spirituality and meditation retreats. So I've managed some of those retreats in the past. By the way, the term manager when we're talking about a retreat, it typically means someone who makes sure that things run smoothly and who takes care of the participants' needs. Every retreat needs a manager because the facilitator can't be worrying about the need for more toilet paper in room number five when you're leading a meditation class, right? (laughs) And I chose to manage that retreat about a month ago because I wanted one last experience before I was going to lead my first retreat on my own. Anyway, as retreats go, nothing goes as planned. And one of the participants got sick. Not like seriously sick, but her stomach was hurting. So as the manager, I sat with her in another room and I tried to see how I could help. And she asked for Rolaids. So I went to the first aid kit 
and I didn't see any. I saw Advil and eye masks and an extra toothbrush and earplugs, but I didn't see any Rolaids. So what I did was I called the head of the organization, who also happens to be a friend of mine and neighbor, who gave me permission to use this story on my podcast. And what she said to me got me stuck. Well, first, she told me to go to the community store and see if they had what I needed. And I got stuck on that because I was supposed to be managing the retreat and be on site 24 hours a day for this retreat. So how could I possibly leave to go to the community store? And since she was home, I knew she was home, and that was like a two-minute walk from the community store, I didn't understand why she couldn't do that for me. I mean, it made sense to me. So I just texted her and I said, can you please go to the community store and check? And she did. But she texted back, there was no medicine. So she told me in the next text to drive to the village down the road to get the medicine. And at that point, I was like, what? What? Really? By the way, as an aside, managing a retreat in the traditional world of retreating is a volunteer job. You spend 24 hours or more working your butt off (laughs) to make sure that the retreat runs smoothly and you don't get paid a shekel or a cent or whatever your currency is. So I guess that was definitely part of my stuck story. And I didn't want to go to the village down the road for a few reasons. And I didn't want to leave the retreat. And I didn't feel like it was my job. And she was home and she could have done it because she wasn't in the middle of the retreat. And like, what the? I just lost it. I texted her back that I wasn't feeling well, which was true. And could she please go get the medicine from the village down the street? The sense I was getting from her text back was that she wasn't happy, but she went and she got the medicine. And when she came back to the retreat center, About a half hour later, she handed me the medicine, I brought it to the participant, and then I came back to the manager's room to put the medicine away. And my friend was in the room. And we both took a seat, and I told her that I just felt like crying. I knew I was stuck. And I told her that I was stuck. She knows all about the stuck method. And I asked her if she would mind if I processed through this stuck spot out loud with her. And she nodded in agreement. So I went through the method. I S, I closed my eyes. I took a deep breath. And within a moment, I was already starting to feel myself calm down. And then T, I told myself I was stuck on frustration. I was really, really frustrated with my friend and she could feel my emotions as I allowed myself to feel them. I just sat there and I cried in front of her. I had no shame, no embarrassment, no guilt, nothing. I just cried. And then I told her why I was frustrated because I believed it wasn't my job to go to the store or to go off of the retreat center to buy medicine. It was not my job. I'm a volunteer and she was home and she runs this organization and she should have done it without even thinking twice to support me and be a supportive friend, let alone someone who's running this organization. And I couldn't come up with 
any considerations. I was right. I was 100% right. She was 100% wrong. There was no question about it. And so I did what we practiced on my retreat this past weekend. I allowed myself to be vulnerable. And I asked her if she had any considerations for me. I told her I can't see this story any other way. And that I would like to hear from her if she has a perspective that she can offer me. And this is what she said. She said, Shira, consider that taking care of all of the participants is the role of the manager on this retreat, which does cover going to the store to get medicine if need be. Huh. I didn't respond. I did not respond. I just listened. I asked her for considerations and her response was, it's my job to go get medicine. I ne- That's my job. Okay, Shira. She's just offering her perspective, right? That's what a consideration is. It's just a possibility. And what I realized from that conversation was that this organization had never laid down the expectations for me as the manager. There was no official contract There was no verbal agreement as to what my specific roles really were. And I told my friend that had I known that that was an expectation of me, I never would have taken on that role. Volunteering to take care of 50 to 60 people for two full days was enough for me. But needing to leave the retreat to buy medicine at the village down the street, that was like going overboard. And with that, I got unstuck. Because what I realized what happened was basically miscommunication. She had expectations from me, which I didn't realize. And now that I know them, I know not to take on that role again. And that's fine. And I wasn't mad at her, nor was she mad at me. We were both able to see what caused this minor issue in our lives. It really wasn't a big thing. And I was able to move on. And I hugged my friend and I thanked her for holding my space. And then I, K, silently told myself it was okay that I got stuck on frustration. I mean, it made total sense why I got stuck on frustration, right? And the lesson I learned from that was that when I lead a retreat, I need to write up a contract with my manager, which I did end up doing so that the manager knows exactly what his or her expectations are. The stuck spot actually ended up being a blessing in disguise. Now, here's the thing. You can't do that with everyone. As I mentioned earlier, most people don't know how to listen, so they don't hold your space. Most people will offer advice even before you ask to receive it, or they're thinking of a response and not really 100% listening to you. But When you can find that person in your life who knows how to hold your space, my dear friends, that is like gold because they are your most precious gifts in this life of yours. And this friend of mine, she knew how to hold my space. She did it well and she did it gracefully. And for that, I will be forever grateful for that moment and for our friendship If I would have known that she wasn't the kind of person who could hold my space, 
I would have just attempted to get unstuck on my own. But I didn't. I got unstuck with her. And I'm really happy that I did. So take a moment now and think to yourself, do you have a person in your life who can hold your space? It may be a best friend, a parent, a sibling, a child, a coworker, a therapist, a spouse. Having that kind of person in your life is not crucial, but let me tell you, it's really nice. It's really, really nice to have that kind of person in your life. And it's really helpful for your emotional well-being. So for those of you who do not know, I work with people one-on-one and I guide them to apply the steps of the stuck method in their lives so they can get unstuck and move towards happiness and well-being. If you are looking to have someone in your life on a weekly or bi-weekly or even monthly basis to hold your space so that you can work through your stuck spots with someone who you know will mindfully listen and guide you, please be in touch with me. You can read more information on my website on the Work With Me page. And if it's not for you, maybe you know of someone in your life who would benefit from working with me. And if that's the case, please let them know. So that is it for this week. I look forward to sharing with you the story that I mentioned earlier that happened right before the retreat started, and it relates to something called the imposter syndrome. If you don't know what I mean, tune in next week to find out. And until next time, I look forward to getting unstuck with you. Thank you for tuning into this episode of the Getting Unstuck podcast. For more information on programs, workshops, and retreats, check out our website, www.thestuckmethod.com.